Hello everyone and welcome to HY Dyslexia live show. Um, I call it live show because we're actually recording it and then we will share it with all um, our viewers and listeners um, as time goes along. Um, today's um, show will be really amazing. I say that every week, but it will be really amazing. The um, special guest that we've got, her name is Caroline Namugambi. Um, she's the founder director of Think Tank 720 or 720 and um, she wears many hats as well um, she just doesn't run her own organisation she's a trained psychologist and she's done a lot of work with Bain and we specially handpicked her for this particular topic because dyslexia and Bain and how we can reach our full potential um, I felt that she would be the best person to really energise us to um, go to the next level so um I'll just tell you a little bit about Caroline. Uh, she's a multi-award winner, um, a leadership, a mentoring coach in business and self-development, um, an inspirational speaker, a business consultant who believes so much in branding and identity, business coach, psychological background, and psychosocial practitioner. Bit of a mouthful, I managed to do all that. A multi-award winner in leadership and community work, founder and director of Think Tank 720, managing director of Nicholas Stewart project and many more things that she does so today's title is dyslexia and BAME reaching your full potential during COVID-19 Caroline welcome to HY Dyslexia show how are you feeling thanks for having me I'm humbled how are you today I'm very good thank you very very good um it's just um yeah brilliant to have you on the show really excited um for you to speak to us about what a lovely intro there. <laughs> oh, thank you, Caroline. Really, thank you. Um, so you're passionate about this particular title um, in terms of dyslexia, BAME, stigma, all that sort of stuff. And um, like I said to our listeners and viewers um, at the beginning of the introduction, we thought you would be the best person to have on our show to really sort of energise us to another level and speak to us about how... Um, we can speak about dyslexia confidently uh, coming from a BAME community. Caroline, tell us, our viewers, a little bit about yourself and what you do. I think you said half of the things that I do. <laughs> but another thing that you had forgotten, um, on my title, I am a published author. I'm in the process of publishing my second book, my first book. You can get it on Amazon, Challenges of Identity, A Psychological Perspective. Um, my second book will be Digital Identity, uh, a Social and a Business Perspective, carrying on from the first series. So, yeah, and I'm also a recipient of the Mayor's Award 2020. So. Wonderful. See, at this stage, she wears many hats. Yes, lovely. Let me just go straight to my question and, um, you know, we can really have a conversation going on here. Yeah. So to, when we talk about dyslexia and, and, and BAME and there is a huge stigma within our community. Now, how do we overcome this stigma as um, black people or Asian people? How do we overcome the stigma of not talking about hidden conditions, i.e. dyslexia? Yes. Yes. Well, in any regards, in any way to overcome any stigma is by education. Education is imperative when you're, all, when you're trying to overcome any stigma, especially with a community of people. 
right? Um, it starts with uh, strategies of educating that community of people, um, uh, looking at the cultural differences within those, that community of people. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, looking at the aspect of what is the outcome? What do you want to achieve um, within uh, getting the awareness of this stigma um, reduced within that community? So, you know, in order to overcome something, we need to have more platforms such as yourself, um, podcasts, because um, obviously the way the new system that we're living in now, which is in the pandemic, um, we don't know what's going to happen in 2020, 2022. I can only have um, advice due to the current environment that we're living in now. So right about now, the, the more digital aspect of things we go to, it means information can um, reach someone directly within their home, on their phone and whatnot. And also, you know, to attach people that are successful at doing it. And I have actually won the heart of that um, disability and that stigma and really going out there um, and getting these podcasts, uh, live videos, interviews going, and also, you know, like a course online and then um, really enlightening the community what is it that needs to be understood and the outcome by evaluating how that come how come has gone with that strategy of um, eliminating the stigma within that community well you might not eliminate it through education but the understanding of it might minimize it Right. Do you personally know anyone with dyslexia or have you encountered working with anybody who's got dyslexia and what was working with anyone or if you've come across anyone? I, I know many personal and business, first and foremost. I am, they, the dyslexic people have minimal challenge to my understanding is just a different way of learning. And um, the pace of getting information across, but after they've done that, it is it is absolutely fantastic and excellent work. So what I do know in regards to working with dyslexic people is that you must have patience, right? And there's different type of levels of um, and people that carry dyslexic understanding how to um, deal with that and how to really implement. Um, survival skills with dyslexic, right? And also the age group of dyslexia matters. So for me, in this regard, I'm talking about the young adults, the adults upwards that I I worked with before and ones that I know personally, right? Um, The thing is, I know and I've seen that they don't like to expose that they've got dyslexic. But once I read a certain things, uh, uh, you know, scripture that they've written uh, or a scripture, a script that they've written for me or um, an email that they've written to me or just even by talking to them because I'm very, I'm a person like would let people open up to me without judgment. I would understand that, okay, they have a learning difficulty, which is dyslexic. You don't take it as a mental health issue. It is a disability, but it's, it's just a learning difficulty that needs assistance with, right? 
Mm-hmm. Right, of course, yeah. Thank you for that. That's a really wonderful way of um, answering the question that um, I think I, I asked you there. How can Bain communities reach um, more help or support uh, with this sector without feeling that there's a barrier? How can we go for that help, do you think? Oh, by, by, by absolutely accepting. You definitely have to accept that these conditions um, exist, such as diabetes, high blood pressure, all of these are lifetime conditions oftentimes. These things exist, you know. They note uh, uh, witchcraft uh, caused. They note uh, uh, limitation of the mind. Is just educate yourself more. Grassroots organizations get involved. Right, put out the power uh, strategies out there to teach your community that this is actually this organization exists, helps with dyslexia, and that organization exists, help with uh, autism, autistic people. Uh, it's just getting the information that needs to be uh, shared across the board, and let's stop thinking about cultural barriers because there's a lot of cultural barriers that go with. Um, stigmas of uh, learning disabilities or uh, learning difficulties in that regard Um, and people seeing it as a cuss there ain't nothing like that it's just understanding how someone copes with how they uh, retrieve information and how they output information it's like a computer it can die anytime although it's very clever you know Mm -hmm. you can store so many things on a system on a database but tomorrow morning you can get up and the computer stopped working, data's gone. Then you have to reboost it again. You have to input the information, but all that deals with patience. Yes, of you course. See? Of course, um, yeah. mm. Of course, uh, I mean, all these uh, 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 traditional myths that some cultures may have, uh, dyslexic people are slow. No, it's not slow. It's just the processing of information has to take patience understanding right and sometimes you yourself when you're stressed out you could be slow in understanding stuff and when you're anxious you see uh, i just Mm. believe that the stigmas in that regard should should it's just a lack of understanding information lack of not wanting to pick up a book and read Mm. because oftentimes it's been said that fem community they don't have the patience they don't like taking baseline information and reading it to get a, a full picture. They just like to have cues. In psychology, we've got something called heuristic. So heuristic deals with people um, just having a, a cue. Someone give you a cue. Oh, actually, I'm from Africa. Uh, the biggest thing in Africa is this. Now, because you told me that, I'm going to say, okay, that is the biggest thing. That's the right information. No, go to the baseline information and find out whether that's factual. Right, but so yeah. oftentimes, as we human being, we like to we say, "Oh, it's frustrating, it's time consuming for me to go to baseline information, go get my own information and understand." Actually, well, actually, you told me that, but well, actually, it's a different team that is um, the biggest team in Africa or oh, in the UK. They say Manchester United wants to tell someone in Africa or in any BEM community that is back home. They will say, "Oh." Manchester United is one of the biggest. No, but it's not. Mm. It's not. Doing it's about information, well, so isn't it? It's about just getting. Yeah, going to find out what the information is. The yeah. source of information. Basically, find yeah. out what it is. Yeah. 
Wonderful. Thank you. That's a really beautiful way of um, answering that question, to be honest with you. And, and I totally agree with you. I mean, you're from Africa. I'm from Africa. And sometimes it's what we hear. And we, 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 you know, it's like Chinese whispers and everybody's got their own version of what a particular condition might be. But instead of actually going to the root to find that, actually, it's not really that bad, is it? It is dyslexia. There is help. I can't do it this way and I can't be successful. Um, you know, which is, which is um, mm. what we're talking about today. Bayman had to reach a full potential. Now, what, what are the repercussions if one doesn't go for the help they need? What could happen? Oh, there's a lot of... It, it, it depends on actually the age group. The early intervention, the better. Mm. Because what happens is, is that the more coping skills you have with it, the better you get at coping with it in future as, the, as you grow as an adult. But if you get to the age of your late 30s, late 20s, and, you know, you might have difficulties, you in it might lead into depression, which leads into mental health issues. Then it might lead into a lack of feeling that the society and the community does is not accepting you because, obviously, you shut yourself out. You haven't got the right community around you to support you, the right support system. Therefore, you'll be feeling like as if you've dealt with it, you're dealing with it on your own. You feel alone, and um, which is not necessarily needed because what it is, there is communities out there. I mean, you own a dyslexic community that people feel apart. Even those that are not dyslexic, they, they're out yeah. there to learn and support those that are, um, you know, are having difficulties with this um, uh, learning difficulty. And so uh, the resources that you have out there to support you with the learning difficulties of dyslexic is out there. Someone might not know that actually you can get a computer that can help you out faster with your writing, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and um, can help you out with your spend. Although some phones now uh, mm-hmm. in the UK do so, like the phones, the one I have, um, Samsung helps to, you know, correct your spelling. There's things like Grammarly, whatever. But even then, you also have to deal with the, an- the anxiety of doing things around the house, the, you know, the stress copy mechanism of having dyslexia. Uh, mm-hmm. Once you get the early intervention, it's, it's, it's much easier as you grow older. And I think also owning it, you know, have the only saying to yourself that actually I'm born this way and there's nothing I can do about it except to own it and get the help you need and to flourish and to unlock your full potential. That is really exactly. the bottom line. Yeah. I mean, exactly. there are some great, um, you know, there's some, some amazing, um, you know, black dyslexics, Asian dyslexics doing very well. Um, there's some- a lot of successful people that are black, that are mm. businessmen, uh, you know, millionaires that are black, that are doing very well. I mean, we have Google at our disposal. If you just Google black millionaires with dyslexic, it will, the whole list will come, come out. But what, what, what amazes me is that none of them are coming out on the front line to say, actually, uh, I'm dyslexic, but at the same time, I'm well successful. So we need these role models, right, to intervene within our communities and go out there and hold the banner and say, you know what, it's not a limitation. It is not something that you should have a stigma with, but rather it's something that you should work with and make sure that you can teach other people on how to cope with the coping mechanism that they use. Fantastic. Two top tips. How do we reach our full potential? Uh, First of all, you have to reach your full potential by knowing your purpose first. You have to know your purpose first. For example, 
as I, I, I as I get into my field, I know my purpose now is to use my voice, right, to liberate other people, to inspire other people, to empower other people. Although I've got other assets around me that I use, you know, as a platform, but. What is your purpose? Your purpose could be, you know, you know how to design things. You know how to unpack things. Uh, you could be a very good um, delegate person. You could be a very good producer. So once you know your purpose, then you understand your potential of using different platforms on how to um, use your skills in those different arenas, you see. Although I'm a psychologist, I'm still giving inspirational speaking. Absolutely, absolutely. Although, although I'm a Mackenzie friend at law, I have to use my voice in court to speak and liberate people. Although I'm, I, I am, um, I'm a, a offer, I still use my voice to empower people. So for me, I've realized that my purpose is to use my voice. My potential is to see how I can use them, my voice in different platforms and different arena. So once you realize your purpose, you would know your potential. Absolutely. So how does one sort of know their purpose? How do you, is that your strengths? Is it the strengths we have, the talents we have, or our God-given talents, do you think? Because I know my, my yeah. Mm. I know mine is definitely, you know, my reading, writing, spelling, all those things as a dyslexic, you, you know, wouldn't work for me. But I do know that I am an empathetic person. I'm a bit like you, Caroline. I do like to help people through my voice and through, I'm a very good listener. You know, I love the whole day to listen to someone. So Absolutely. I identify that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I so guess look at you now, you're using that on this platform. You're using that, uh, you know, last time I saw your Wembley, isn't it? Is it Wembley uh, tennis? Yeah, the Wimbledon tennis court, yeah. Yeah, Wimbledon, you know. Um, you're using that on platforms where that you are reaching people internationally yeah. and people of different race. Um, so, you know, you're using your potential to pay for your, uh, your, your, your organization and also to support you and also to help other people. So, for, for example, that is very awesome for you to show your gift. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You know just, just, to, just to kind of put that correctly, it wasn't Wimbledon Tennis. I said that wrong. It was an interview for a grant we got and they interviewed me. I don't want any, any of our listeners to think I was on, <laughs> on a tennis court, you know, giving an interview. It wasn't quite like that. Um, so just thought, I, you know, I correct that. Yeah, yeah. but you reach other, uh, you know, you reach a different audience that usually you cannot tap into. Other That's people right. cannot, not you could not, other people could not tap into and uh, you created an awareness that they needed to know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just by using your voice. I mean, your, your, your spellings and all that did not impede you to do that, but because you fought and you say, all right, I'm not going to let this be an impediment to me. Uh, I will use my voice. It's finding different strategies on how to reach your potential really. Um, exactly. And you asked the question, how do you know your potential was it? Yeah. How do you know your, your potential? Is that, is that the talents you have, the skills you have, or is it something that obviously you, you um, cause some people said they're born to do certain things in life. So I'm, I'm thinking, for example, I know someone who's a great singer. She's never had coaching sessions. That's her skill and talent. So she sings in church, for example. Mm-hmm. So I guess we've all got something that we're very good at or something that, you know, that, that's quite unique about us. Is that what you would describe as a, as a, as um, mm. using your potential. Mm. Yeah, no, there's a difference between having a gift mm. and a potential. A gift is a natural tool given to you by purpose. 
whichever purpose, whatever religion persuasion you are, it's because of that purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Potential can be worked on because you can get different potentials. For me, I'm an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur does not settle on one potential. They have different potentials, which is changeable. A gift is not changeable, you see. Yeah, so yeah, some absolutely. people have gifts, right? Some people have gifts and other people have potentials to do something and then move on to another potential and then another potential because they have different growths as they uh, get their skills development in, in different sectors and different way of life. Because man is subjected to change at any time. Gifts don't change. Yeah, absolutely. Caroline, thank you so much for coming A to our Dyslexia Live. You're welcome. It's just been amazing. Thank you for all the information you shared with us. Now, if anybody wants to reach you, we've got all your social media handles. I don't know if yes. you want to share that Share that on this um, um, live show. Uh, if you just repeat that for our viewers. So what yes. would that be? LinkedIn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So LinkedIn is Caroline Namagabi. Facebook is Caroline Namagabi. Uh, Caroline C-A-R-O-L-I-N-E Namugabi N-A-M-U-G-A-B-I uh, You can reach me on Twitter by C-A Namugabi my last name and then you can email me info at fintang720.org Those are my uh, Excellent, fantastic. And we will, of course, share it in the caption of um, when we, when we um, share the live show. I want to say thank you so much, Caroline. Keep inspiring many people. I mean, I've known Absolutely. you for some time now and you're doing amazing work. Yes. And it's yes. such a pleasure to, to have you here. Uh, Likewise, to- please. Thank you so much. Have a good evening and we shall catch up. More to do, more potential. Don't let no one stop you. <laughs> Bye for now. <laughs> All right, take care. Bye for now. Bye. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia podcast is sponsored by the National Lottery Community Fund. Hosted by Elizabeth Tashi, produced by Alex O Consulting.